Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Great to be back with our listeners once again today. To open up God's Word and study a little bit further, learn a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, and to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And on this program, Search the Scriptures, we don't just talk about the Bible, we study the Bible. We dig deep into the scriptures, peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak, but we try to explain what is there in a way that is easy, easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. We want to help people grow in their faith and help people get to heaven. That is a main purpose of this program. And bottom line, we want to glorify God in teaching his word accurately, effectively, and even powerfully. But with emphasis on that accurately part. And we encourage you to tell everybody you can to listen to this program. Search the scriptures. We're on several times a day, and we want to encourage you to get them also to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Now, we know that there are a lot of people who listen to this program, but they can't listen every single day because of scheduling conflicts or one kind of hindrance or another. But if they go to our website at churchofchrist.com, click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting, they can receive to their smart device, whether that's their smartphone or computer or tablet or pad or whatever they choose, they'll automatically receive this program every single day, Monday through Friday. And so then they can listen to it at their leisure and not miss a single a single program. Well, But also, when they do that, and again, signing up for a podcast is absolutely free. It always will be free. When they sign up for our podcasting, they will also receive our Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a short Bible study every single day that we call today's Bible class. Only about 13 minutes or so long, most of the time, but it's there seven days a week, keeping us in God's word and thereby keeping us growing in our faith. So tell everybody you can, churchofchrist.com. And if you're in the Omaha area, come and visit with us, study God's word with us, worship God with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin at 9.30 on Sunday mornings, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study at 6 o'clock. And on Wednesday evenings, we set aside our busy schedules and we come back together 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. We'd love to see you. We'd love to get to know you and let you get to know us. You're welcome to any and all of these services. And tell everybody you can. We're going to get back into our study asking the question, do you love me more than these? We're using as our basic text from John chapter 21 and verse 15, where after Jesus had died on the cross, after he had been buried in the tomb, after he had arisen from that grave victorious, he had appeared to numerous individuals on an ongoing basis. In this particular text of Scripture, on this, in this setting, this was the third time he had appeared to his apostles after his resurrection. And they had been out in a boat, out in the water, fishing all night long. 
Now, among those apostles were four professional fishermen, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, at least those four. And although they had fished all night, they'd caught nothing. And so standing on the shore, separated from them, again, they're out on the water in a boat some distance away. Jesus yells out to them, cast your net on the other side of the boat. And they do so. Now, they don't recognize that it's Jesus back there in the shoreline. They hadn't seen him for a while since the last time he appeared to them following his resurrection. But they cast the net on the other side of the boat. And the net is filled with so many large fish that they cannot even pull it into the boat, cannot pull the net into the boat. John, perceptive, he says, it is the Lord Peter, in response, jumps in the water and starts swimming ashore. He he leaves the rest of the apostles behind to drag that net behind the boat as they themselves row the boat ashore. Well, when they all get there, it is Jesus. He has appeared to them this third time, and he has breakfast prepared for them as well. Now, I wonder where he got the food for the breakfast. It's a breakfast of fish and bread but we're not told in the text. Maybe he had asked somebody along the way. We don't know, but I've wondered that. Or was it a miraculous meal that he prepared for them? We, We just don't know. It's all speculation. But he had breakfast already prepared for them, a breakfast of fish and bread. And so you can imagine they must have been hungry, fishing all night, and so they're eating. And while they're eating, in verse 15, Jesus asks Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Then he asked him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now the sheep and the lambs that Jesus was referring to were not barnyard animals. They were not animals out in a pasture someplace feeding on the grass. He's talking about his followers, those who had become Christians, those who had already become his followers while he was here upon this earth in his public ministry for about three to three and a half years, but also those who had become Christians. Peter, along with the rest of the apostles, but Peter is highlighted a number of times as being an effective and powerful gospel preacher, teaching people about Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and salvation through him. And many became Christians. Congregations were established in many areas. Peter was an apostle of Jesus Christ, divinely appointed. He was a gospel preacher, and he was also an elder within the Lord's church. And so he would have hands-on experience in working with those who became Christians, true followers of Jesus. 
Jesus says, feed my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my lambs. But that question, do you love me more than these? And it took Peter, I imagine, by surprise at first. And he said, yes, you know that I love you. And then when Jesus asked him again, it must have gotten Peter's attention even more emphatically. Do you love me? You, you know that I love you, Lord. And then the third time, do you love me? And Peter by this time is grieved at his heart that he's asked him three times now, do you love me? And Peter says, you know, Lord, I, you know all things. You know that I love you. It must have made an impression upon Peter's mind that Jesus asked him the exact same number of times, do you love me, as Peter had denied his Lord on the night of his betrayal. Not that many days or weeks before, but Peter, he became a great apostle, gospel preacher, an elder. But now, that word these, when Jesus said, do you love me more than these? What did he mean by these? Well, last time we looked at what I think would be the natural, the natural kind of resolution in our mind as to what he was referring to. Probably the rest of the apostles. The other 10, Judas had already hanged himself. Matthias had not yet been chosen to take his place. And so there were 11 apostles at this time. And so probably we would assume that Jesus was referring to the rest of Peter's fellow apostles when he says, do you love me more than these? But let's look at some other possibilities. Now, they had just finished eating a meal provided and prepared by the Lord himself. Do you love me more than these. Could Jesus have been referring to the physical food, the fishes that Peter had been eating, necessary for his physical nourishment? Do you love me more than these? Well, in what we call the Sermon on the Mount, toward the beginning of Jesus's public ministry upon this earth, he talks in one context, and he, he covers a number of different subjects in this sermon, which covers three chapters, chapters 5, 6, and 7 in, in Matthew's gospel account. But in the, kind of in the middle of that, he, he talks about the necessities of life, food and clothing in particular. And so when we look at Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 25, we read these words from Jesus. He says, therefore, I say to you, do you worry about your life? Or, I'm sorry, he says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither toil nor spin. They don't sow, they don't reap, nor do they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? And so Jesus is 
laying out. God knows your needs. He knows your physical needs. He certainly knows your spiritual needs. But Jesus says, don't worry about what you shall eat or what you shall put on. We get caught up in the affairs of this world, even in the physical necessities of life, a lot, don't we? We think I've got I've to earn enough money to take care of my family. I've got to put food on the table. I've got to clothe my children, and, you know, they're growing up so fast, they keep outgrowing their clothes and, and then scuffing the knees out of the pants and wearing things out. I, I've got I've to be there. I've got to get enough money to, to clothe them. I've got to get enough money to feed them. But Jesus says, uh, put God first. In fact, in verse 33 of that text, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What things? Well, he's just been talking about the necessities of life, food and clothing. He says, God knows you need these things. God clothes the grass of the field, verse 30. He feeds the birds of the air, and they don't go out and plant a crop and then reap the the harvest, God takes care of them. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Do you love me more than these? Than food and clothing, the necessities of life? Psalm 55, verse 22. The psalmist wrote this. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Never permit the righteous to be moved. Well, we need food and clothing. We, but do we trust God enough to keep his word to take care of us in all of our needs? He knows what we need. And Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 and 7, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, there's no greater benefactor that we could possibly have than God, the Father, the creator of the universe. He is all-powerful, the the scriptures tell us. In fact, Jesus said in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 that nothing is impossible for God. With, With God, all things are possible. Nothing is beyond his power. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 3 and verse 20. So is it possible that Jesus was perhaps trying to call to Peter's attention? You know, you fished all night. Here, you've had a good meal now. But I provided it for you. It wasn't from your catch during your fishing excursion last night or even this morning. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than food and clothing and shelter, the necessities of life? 
Remember what we read last time in Matthew 10 and verse 37. You can also read it in Luke 14 and verse 26. Jesus said, if you love father or mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you love son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. And we looked at a number of different texts of Scripture that talked about how we need to love our brothers and sisters in Christ in such a way that it shows that we are, that we are true followers of, of Jesus, that we are true Christians ourselves. John 13, verses 34 and 35. And 1 John chapter 4 and chapter 3. We're to love God first and foremost, but also we're to love our neighbor as ourself. Matthew 22 and verse 39. And we are to love our spouses, our husbands, and our wives as Christ loved the church. But Jesus said, if you love father or mother, if you love son or daughter, the implication there is if you love anybody or anything more than me, you're not worthy of me. Do you love me more than these? More, Peter, than your fellow disciples, apostles? More, Peter, than this meal that you've just eaten that was provided for you? Do you love me more than these? Well, let's look a little bit further. Think about what Peter's original profession was. Before Jesus called him, he was a fisherman, professional fisherman. Peter, Andrew, his brother, and also James and John, they were professional fishermen. That was their business. He probably could have seen that net full of large fish. In fact, I, I suspect he probably did see it that way as income. <laughs> That's what they did for a living. Now, when Jesus called Peter, he said, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Peter would become a great fisherman of humanity in teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to lead them to their Lord and Savior for forgiveness and redemption and salvation, eternal life. But it could be that, that Peter could have looked at that net of fish and said, boy, we've, we're going to make some money today when we take these to market. But we need to understand that materialism, money, the things money that can buy or that money can buy, that's not going to save us. That's not going to give us salvation. Salvation is from God through Jesus Christ. Going back to that Sermon on the Mount, again, chapter 6, we look beginning with verse 19. And Jesus taught, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. You know, Everything in and of this world, oh, it decays, it runs down. Ultimately, it goes away in one way or another through destruction, the destruction that is natural for natural things. And so Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. He's not saying that we should not work for a living. He's not saying that there's anything inherently bad with having money. 
But he's saying you better keep it in proper perspective. If that's where your real treasure is, if that's your driving force in life, he says, then you're, you're focused in the wrong direction. He says, lay up for yourselves your real treasures in heaven, spiritual treasures. They're never going to dissolve. They're never going to decay. They're never going to rust away. They're never going to be destroyed. And then Jesus says in verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is the focus in your life? We are caught up to a great extent in materialism. Money, the things money can buy, our career, success, and so on. But we need to learn the answer to that particular question, that soul-searching question that Jesus asked Peter. Do you love me more than these? Now, it's easy for us to respond in kind of a knee-jerk reaction, say, yes, Lord, you know, just as you knew Peter loved you. You know that I love you. But what does our life style, what does the direction of our life, the emphasis in our life, what does it say? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than your career? Do you love me more than your bonus? Do you love me more than your paycheck? Do you love me more than that new house that you want to buy? Do you love me more than that fancy car with so many bells and whistles? Do you love me more than those designer clothes with all the right tags on them? Do you love me more than these? I want us to look a little bit farther along this line next time. Let's do some soul searching as we answer the question, do you love me more than these? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank, for, thank you for sending your son to the cross out of love for us and his going to that cross out of love for us. Thank you for letting us experience your love in all that you do for us, all the, that you bless us with. Guide us, Father, to respond in our love, proper love, dedicated, committed, and consistent love for you. Help us in this, Father, we pray. And we pray that our lives will give you glory continually. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.